Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. God, we come before you and we ask, O oh Lord, that in your kindness and in your mercy, that tonight, O oh Lord, may your grace, may your goodness, and may your kindness attend our way. Teach us from the Bible, Father. Teach us your word. Let your Holy Spirit have full sway. May we get to know him in such a way that our lives are fundamentally changed going forward from tonight. Father, thank you for all that you will do and all that you have done. In Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, um, good evening. Tonight, we've been speaking about the Holy Spirit for the last um, couple of weeks. And tonight in particular, um, we have a few things to do. And uh, let me get my, um, a few questions were sent in last week. But what we'll do, we're going to focus on today is hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. We had some really wonderful questions um, last week, which we couldn't take. Um, due to time and we'll we'll take a few of those today um we'll take a few of those today as we come through um and so yes god will be very kind to us and so we begin and so if you could turn in your bibles we want to just wrap up the framework that we followed and then pretty much after our declarations, we'll jump into hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, let's wrap up where we were. We're walking a journey through Ephesians chapter three, and we are at the, a very interesting part. Um, and so that's where we're going to start. I'll read the text again for those who are joining for the first time. I'm going to read from Ephesians three. And... I'm going to read from verse 14, and this is what we've been using to speak about the Holy Spirit. And we've got one more bit to go, and then we'll look at hearing his voice. Um, specifically, we, we did say we will do that next this week. And the Bible says the following. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Praise God. Um, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. And then the Bible says from verse 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. What we have noticed, ladies and gentlemen, is something quite interesting. And it's this that all of this happens because the Holy Spirit is poured out. And Paul prays and he says, I pray that God will grant you to be strengthened with might 
in your spirit by his spirit. And so we realize the person of the Holy Spirit is central to all that we will do and be in this season. And so let's go to verse 19, the second part of verse 19. Um, and we said that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, if I just, what I will do is I'll read that verse um, in just one or two other versions. The Bible in basic English says for Ephesians 3.19, and to have knowledge of the love of Christ, which is outside all knowledge. We spoke about that last week. So that you may be made complete as God is himself is complete. Um, the, the literal Bible, the literal version of the Bible says, and to know the surpassing knowledge and love of Christ, that you might be filled to all the fullness. And so ladies and gentlemen, what we realize when the Holy Spirit comes to live in our hearts and we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Lord is able to fill us with himself. And I'm going to show you an example. And, and this is one of the things, and I'm just going to run through this. And, and hopefully this, this really blesses you. Please, we're going to have a look at um, one person. And then we're going to look at what the, what the Bible says about that person. We're going to look at a person called Bezalel just for a, a few minutes before we get into hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, please turn in your Bible to Exodus 31. And we'll read from verse 1. When the Bible says that you might be filled with all the fullness of God, let's have a look at that. The Bible says the following, and the Lord spake unto Moses saying, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of her of the tribe of Judah. The Bible says, verse three, and I have filled him with the spirit of God, which manifests, this is so, this is what's just to break it down. The Bible says, I have filled him with the spirit of God, comma, which manifests in the following which becomes clear in the following the bible says in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work all manner of workmanship. Let me explain what we're looking at. Moses has the responsibility to create on earth a tabernacle for the Lord. The Lord has told him, build it exactly as you see in heaven. So where Moses spends 40 days with the Lord in his presence, the Lord takes him um, by the spirit into the, into the, the heavenly realms and shows him, this is what the tabernacle looks like. I want you to replicate this on earth. And then God gives him five chapters of instructions from Exodus 25. At verse 31, we realize God says, this is the person that will 
make. I have prepared to make everything I have asked you. Now, please understand this, ladies and gentlemen, and I really hope this blesses you. That means God has enabled Bezalel. He's equipped him to create something that only God can see. God has shown Moses, and now Bezalel, the Lord says, this man, for one primary characteristic, the Bible says, so that he's able to do what I ask, I have filled him with my spirit. And it manifests in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works, to work in gold, etc., etc. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, please hear me well. And we, we spoke about this a little bit last week and we'll speak about it again. Then we'll go to verse 20. Please keep this in mind. When God wants you to do something or a, he wants to enable you, he does it through the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Acts chapter one, verse eight, to keep this in mind, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power, efficiency, ability, and might so that you can be my witnesses in, in, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to realize that your relationship with the Holy Spirit is one that will enable you to do and create, to cause to become a reality, what God has shown you on your inside. I hope that validates your dreams, your hopes, and your aspirations. God has not put you in a situation where he expects you to fail or that he has put you in a situation where he thinks you will fail. No, he's enabled you through his spirit to do everything. Um, let's compare what God said about Bezalel to something else. So let's have a look at what Isaiah says really quickly, because um, I want to get to the break and then switch. Isaiah 11, reading from verses 1, um, and I will, I'll, read, I'll read from 1 to 2, 1 to 2. And the Bible says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, exactly the same as Bezalel, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Notice verse three, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And then the Bible goes on and says, he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. So when God wanted to enable Jesus Christ to do everything he wanted to do, he did what? He filled him with his spirit. So I want you to realize God's done the same thing for you. Last scripture on this, um, just before we get to our uh, declarations at 714, the last scripture I want you to keep in mind here, ladies and gentlemen, is the book of Matthew, chapter 3, and we will read from verse 16, and then we're going to read to the end. So this is what God does for Jesus, and Jesus is our example. He's the one that, um, this is, this is um, Jesus is our example. 
So this is where Jesus steps from preparation into full-time ministry. Verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. That means resting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God, before God introduces him to the world himself, he empowers him by the person of the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, in the very same way, he has done the same for you. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you are empowered to do what God wants you to do. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 7.14, just 30 seconds past. Let's take our declaration and then we'll go on. Oh Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves and we pray and seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord, forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus's name, we pray. We declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what we begin to realize is when God wants to enable you, the Bible says he fills you with his spirit. And what does the Bible in Ephesians say? All the fullness of God. So what I want you to realize is you are not at a disadvantage no matter what situation you're facing whether that be job whether that be parenting whether that be um, being a young person young lady young man being an older gentleman being an older lady whether that is being a person who works in a bank a person who works in a sweet shop it does not matter what you realize is by the power of the holy spirit and we looked at that and this is where we'll close it out by the power of the holy spirit you can do all things that jesus asks you to do and so we're going to look at that in two scriptures and we'll bring this little bit to a close and then there's a very exciting thing we're going to talk about and then we'll speak about hearing the voice of the holy spirit and i will i will be quite quick there are two things about the uh, enablement of the holy spirit philippians 4 verse 13 says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The Bible says in our text, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, that the Lord will, through his spirit, strengthen us. And so what I want you to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that the person of the Holy Spirit is the one who makes possible Whatever dream, hope, or aspiration, whatever God has asked you to do, the Holy Spirit brings the enablement in whatever measure you need. And so please keep that in mind. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we'll stop there, but let's go to Ephesians 3, verse 20. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Ephesians 3, verse 20. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any, any questions, Please, if you can, that's if you're not driving and you can do so safely, please put them into the chat and we'll pick them up as many as we can before the end. Okay, Ephesians 3 verse 20 says the following. The Bible says, now 
unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Pause for a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize is this. When you are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, your journey changes because now God is able to make happen what he has planned, which outrun your wildest dreams. And we find that we find that throughout the Bible where people will come to God and they will have a request or they'll have a desire or they'll have a hope. And by the time God is done, he has outrun their wildest dreams and aspirations. And so ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to keep this really simple. And this is really important. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the plans and the purposes that God has for your life, he will now begin to work out through the ministry of the Holy Spirit on your inside. The Bible says God will exceed whatever you have asked, your highest prayers. Let me read that in the Amplified Bible so we can just get a flavor of what God wants to do. Um, Ephesians 3.20, the Bible says, now to him who by, in consequence of the action of his power, that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. And the outcome of this is that the glory goes to the Lord. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we step into this season, and please keep the word, the, the words of God that the Lord has spoken over Jesus' house, focus on them, read them, and meditate on them. Please, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really crying out because this is a major season. So Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11, Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, and Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, reading from verses 14 and 15, preferably, and to be honest, in the TPT version. So read through those scriptures. They're speaking over your life that this is a new season. Don't be afraid. Why? The Holy Spirit is there to help you achieve whatever God wants you to achieve. And I'm going to leave that there for the moment. Um, all right. What were the scriptures again? I will send them. Okay. So there are, there are scriptures over Jesus' house. Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19. Songs of Solomon. You can call it Songs of Songs. chapter 2, 14 to 15, in the TPT version, the Passion Translation, and Luke 5, reading from verses 1 to 11, New King James or any other version. Those are the scriptures that we're holding on to, not only holding on to this year, that the Lord has impressed on our spirit. And the key word is launch out into the deep. Now, please keep this in mind. That is a place that God has prepared for you to enter 
the highest level of who you are, what you are, and what you have been designed to do. It's an, um, going to be an amazing season, ladies and gentlemen. And don't worry, we're going to break that word down. We're going to spend time on it um, throughout the year, and then God will guide us. So please hang in there, read through, meditate on those words, listen to the sermons I've already gone through, enjoy it, and then ask lots of questions when you get the opportunity, and then we'll pick it up from there. Okay? All right. There we go. Hopefully that helps. Um, we're just going to, so we're going to switch for a moment. We're now going to look at hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, now, a couple of things that we we want to have a look at. Um, so let's make some fundamental statements really quickly so we understand. The first thing we want to remember is this. The Holy Spirit is God. We realize this. That we see the Holy Spirit in Genesis 1, verses 1 to 3. We see him in verse 2. And the Bible says he's brooding over the face of the deep. We see God the Father in verse 1. We see God the Spirit in verse 2. We see God the Word in verse 3. And that's the bridge. So keep that in mind. So hold on to that. So we know that he is God. We accept that. Um, there are other scriptures that back that up. The second thing I want you to realize, and I will mention a couple. I will. First John 5, 7. First John 5, verse 7. First John 5, verse 7. I'll read it. Um, the Bible says, for there are three that bear record in heaven the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And so we realize God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one and the same. Um, and the Holy Spirit laid a picture on my heart just now to explain this. If you look at water, water running, like pouring water out of a tap, water frozen, that is water that has become ice, and water that has become steam, that is water that has, got, um, has been heated to above 100 degrees Celsius. All three are water. They have the same chemical makeup, H2O, but they are in different states. One is free-flowing, one is frozen, and one is steam. But they are still water. In the very same way, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are all God, but we interact with them in three very distinct expressions. And they are, so that's what we realize. So they are three in one. They are three in one. The details of that will be explained to you when you get to heaven and you're free to ask the almighty that can you explain what it means to be three in one and he will make it really clear. But please keep it in mind. You have God, the father, God, the son, and we have God, the Holy Spirit. It's the first thing I wanted to realize. So when we think about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, there's one fundamental thing. One, we realize he is God. So when you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, that is God speaking to you. That is Jesus 
speaking to you. Jesus says that he will not speak of himself. He will tell you what he hears. And I'll show you that John chapter 16. So when you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, reading from verse 13, um, 13, I will read to 15, John 16, verse 13 to 15. So the first thing we want to know is that he is God. The second thing we want to know is that when you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, you are hearing what God is saying to you. And the Bible says the following, and, I, and I'll read it from the King James. Now we'll also go to the Amplified and we'll see, we'll try and make this as simple as possible because I want you to really grab this. The Bible says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you or demonstrate to you things to come. He will make them real. He will make them evident. Verse 14, he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the father hath are mine. Therefore, I said, he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So pause. Whenever you hear the Holy Spirit, he is first, when you hear him, when he speaks to you, as he will do from today, this is going to become a part of your walk. I'm very comfortable this with this because it's part of what the Bible says he will do. When the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you, you are hearing the voice of God. You're hearing God is speaking to you. That it's exactly the same as, oh, I, I heard God the Father last night. Jesus came and spoke to me. The Holy Spirit told me, same person exactly the same person and and jesus made this very clear so that you don't think there is confusion in heaven that the father will say one thing jesus will say one thing and the holy spirit will say a different thing that's not happening jesus said when the holy spirit speaks he will not speak of himself he will only speak he will only tell you what god is saying to you that's how valuable hearing the voice of the holy spirit is it's the game changer and i say that without any reservation it's the game changer okay so that's we we we've heard that but let me read to you john 16 verse 13 and i'm going to read it in the amplified bible it makes it a lot clearer just like the name of the bible says John 16, verse 13, and I'll put this into the chat. Uh, okay, I'll put it there. John 16, verse 13. Um, okay, here we go. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole and full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. So we realize when you hear the Holy Spirit that he's revealing to you what God wants you to know. That's why it's not, it, it, it's not the wisest thing to ignore him. And we'll come to that. Okay, so that's the second thing. That's another thing I want you to realize. So when you hear him, the third thing I want you to keep in mind 
um, ladies and gentlemen, and about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, you must keep this in mind. And it's this, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. Jesus refers to him as he. John chapter 14, verse 26. John 14, verse 26. And so Jesus says the following, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Pause for a moment. That means that's John 14, verse 26. Just so I can keep everybody on track. I want you to please keep in mind, this is key about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's not a force. He's not a specter, a ghost. He's the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's just invisible. And he is God. So this is key. When you are speaking to the Holy Ghost, speak to him just like you're speaking to me right now that's the first thing like when you're speaking to me or screaming at the television or you, you basically you can have a conversation with the holy spirit because he is a person all right he's a person jesus calls him he and he wants to speak to you so it's really important god wants to, to speak to you because god the father wants to communicate with you he wants to tell you the things that are in his heart Okay, um, let's have a look at one more thing about the Holy Spirit and then we'll move on to a couple more. There's, let's understand, it is God's desire to reveal his plans to you. And he does so through the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay. He does so through the person of the Holy Spirit. And so let's have a look. So when you are asking the Holy Spirit for direction, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, reading from verse 8 to 10. So, 1 Corinthians 2, and we're going to go from verse 8 to 10. All right. Um, the Bible says the following. That, that, um, uh, reading from verse 8 is quite key. Reading from verse 8, let me just get it up into in both versions. Paul says the following. Um, speaking of the knowledge of God, it says, which none of the princes of this world knew. That means, no, let me read from seven for clarity. I'll read from seven. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. That means God had a plan, which none of the princes of this world knew. That means they don't know Satan and his cohorts. They don't know God's plans for you. 
we, we will talk about that um, maybe today, maybe another day. But Satan doesn't know God's plans for you. But he has the benefit of experience. So he can identify trends. But we'll talk about that another day. The Bible says they don't know what God has planned for you. And the Bible says, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That means if Satan and his cohorts had known God's plans, the one thing they would have focused on was keeping Jesus Christ alive. That just prefaces what you are about. Let's, that just prefaces what we are about. Um, if you pop it into the chat, we will talk about that in a moment. I'll explain why Satan doesn't know the plans of God. We will cover it. Now, this is key. Let's go to verse 9 and 10. The Bible says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. That means nobody has seen it, nobody has heard it, and no one has imagined it, that the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And the Bible bears that out. Because when you look at the lives of the people in the Bible, you realize if God had told them at the beginning of their journey, this is what the end will look like, or this is what the journey will look like, it will be quite remarkable. Verse 10 says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. That means God has revealed the things he has prepared for you the future, the hopes and the aspirations that he has for your life, your ministry, your family or your business. He says he has revealed them to you. How? By his spirit. And that means, and the Bible says the following, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. That means the only person who knows all the plans of God is the Holy Spirit. He's the one that God tells. So the Holy Spirit will, can tell you this is what your future looks like. And he doesn't have to tell you in detail. He can give you an impression. He can give you it in pieces. He can guide you. He can speak through people. So let's remember, but he's the one who knows? Why am I saying this? It is God's desire for you to know what he has planned for your future for a very simple reason. So you can take responsibility of making sure it comes to pass. Amos chapter three, verse three. Amos three, verse three says it better than I can. I'll put that in the chat because that's Amos 3 verse 3. None of your questions are being ignored, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just trying to get through this and then we'll grab as many as possible. Amos 3 verse 3. This is why I love Bible study. The Bible says the following. Can two walk together except they be agreed? For you to agree with God that God, I will go where you want me to go. He has to reveal it to you. And the Bible says he does it through the person of the Holy Spirit. So let me say this, and I hope this will help all your requests. 
It is God's desire to tell you what he has planned for you. It's God's desire. Why? So you and he can agree and walk towards it in faith. So you become committed to what God wants you to do, and then you can work in tandem. Okay? Then we can work in tandem. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. I'm getting some really good questions, and I will answer the questions. I will answer the questions. Um, so let's keep going. I'll, I'll go through this, and then I'll answer some of your questions. And it's very interesting because people feel that, well, how, if the devil doesn't know my future, how come I face challenges and so on and so forth? I will come to that. I promise. I will definitely deal with it. I will. Okay. But let's keep going. So let's keep this focus on hearing the voice of God. So. God's on the positive. So let's look at some of the things that encourage the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And it's very interesting. Um, one of the first things that we realize, and Jesus says it um, beautifully, is that when you send a message to God, that what you say is important. He will tell you more and more and more. And you say, well, how can I do that? It's very simple. One of the key things that we realize is it's obedience. When God tells you something and you do it. You send a message to God to say, what you told me is important. Even if it's as little as when you, when the Holy Spirit says something to you and you write it down in the journal, it sends a message to heaven that God, what you're saying to me is important and more and more will be given to you. Let's look at that in two scriptures. Um, Please turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14, reading from verse 20, 21. John 14, verse 21. And I'll read it from the Bible in basic English first. John 14, verse 21. The Bible says, he who has my laws and keeps them, he it is who has love for me. And he who has love for me will be loved by my father. And I will have love for him and will let myself be seen clearly by him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, how is it that you will let yourself be seen clearly by us and not by the world? And Jesus said to him in answer, if anyone has love for me, he will keep my words. And he will be dear to my father and we will come to him and make our living place with him what that means ladies and gentlemen in simple terms is that when you send a message to god that what you say is valuable he will give you more um he will give you more 
So let me show you that in, um, it's Jesus said it much better than I can. Let's Mark chapter four. Okay. Um, Mark four verse 23. And I'm reading from the Bible in basic English. So it's a little bit simpler. Jesus says, Mark 4, 23, sorry, and I'm going to stop at verse 25. Now, remember, Jesus has just explained in this particular passage that when God wants to do anything in your life, he sends his word. And he speaks about the parable of the sower and the state of the heart of man and how we receive the word of God, which determines the results we get from the word of God. But he goes on in the same discourse and he's explaining how the kingdom of God functions. And we get to verse 23. He says the following. He says, if any man has ears, let him give ear. That means let him listen and let him process into an action. Basically, hear. And he said to them, take care what you give ear to. And the Bible says, in the same measure as you give, you will get and more will be given to you. He who has to him will be given, and he who has not from him will be taken even that which he has. And Jesus is saying that this is how God's word operates. When God sends, when you send a message to God that what you say to me matters, the Bible says, more will be given to you. But when you disregard what God says to you, the Bible says what the little that you have will be stolen from you, literally taken from you. And so what I'm saying is this key element of hearing the voice of God is sending a message to God that what you say to me is important. How do we do that? The first way we looked at is obeying what God says. We also looked at that in the fact that we, the next thing is believe. <laughs> believe. And it's so important. The fact is when God says something to you, you send a message to him that what he says is important. It is when you believe him now ladies and gentlemen belief is when you accept it as true irrespective of the circumstances and how do we know that somebody has believed something they act on what has been said and so when when the, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, the key element is how does it, how do you get more and more is believe what he says. How do we know that someone has believed what God says? Let me go to an Old Testament example, an Old Testament example. Please come with me to the book of Second Kings chapter four. I'm going to read from one. The story is in one to eight. And so second Kings four. And I will read. Okay. I'll read from 
the Bible in basic English. The Bible says the following. Now a certain woman, the wife of one of the sons of the prophets, came crying to Elisha and said, your servant, my husband, is dead. And to your knowledge, he was a worshiper of the Lord. But now the creditor has come to take my two children as servants in payment of his debt. Verse two. Then Elisha said to her, what am I to do for you? Say now, what have you in the house? And she said, your servant has nothing in the house but a pot of oil. Then he said, go out to all your neighbors and get vessels, a very great number of them. The King James Version of the Bible says borrow. Then go in and shutting the door on yourselves and your sons, put oil in all these vessels, putting on one side the full ones. So she went away and when the door was shut on her and her sons, they took the vessels to her and she put oil into them. And when all the vessels were full, she said to her son, get me another vessel. And he said, there are no more. And the flow of the oil was stopped. Verse seven, she came to the man of God and gave him word of what she had done. And he said, go and get money for the oil and make payment of your debt and let the rest be for your, the needs of yourself and your sons. Pause. Notice, how do we know that the woman believed what Elisha said she acted on what he told her and so ladies and gentlemen when you believe what God has said you act on what he has told you and that sends a message to God that I believe you and when the Holy Spirit tells you something the way you send a message to heaven is I believe you. And I'll give you an example that is the freshest I've got. A few moments ago, just before I read this story, I was going to switch back to the King James Version of the Bible. I enjoy teaching from the King James Version of the Bible. But the Holy Spirit said, stay in the Bible in basic English. I did not necessarily know why, and I'm not as conversant with the, the details of the text in the Bible in basic English as I am in the King James Version. But I sensed in my spirit that the Holy Ghost wanted me to do that. So what I did was I just did it. And to be honest, reading the story, it just flowed so easily. How did that happen? He told me, and then me doing it, irrespective of whether I understood the outcome or not, sends a message to heaven that when you tell me something, it's valuable. And this is what the Bible says about belief. When God tells you something, simply do it. And this is key. And so that's a really important message about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. When you choose to ignore him, he will go silent. He'll just stop talking. He's still present, but he'll stop talking. And that's something you've got to realize that he's a person he'll stop talking and he won't force himself on you you have the freedom to ignore him and when you do so the bible says even what you have there's a strong likelihood it will be stolen the bible says that in the parable of the sower that if the word comes to someone and they don't understand it satan then comes and steals what they've had so that nothing happens. And then the person is in a worse state than they were before. Okay, 
Um, I'll, that's in Matthew chapter 13, verse 19, but I won't turn there for the moment. I, I won't turn there for the moment. So how else do we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? And this is one of the beautiful things. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to speak about this before I speak about the whole, how the Holy Spirit will speak to you. It's this. Primary way. Ask him. Remember, we said he's God. Remember, we said he's a person. Remember, we said it is God's desire to tell you what he knows about your future and your life. It is God's desire to share with you the victories and the blessings that Jesus has won before you. So if you want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, ask him and then wait for an answer. Let's put those two things together. Let's look at that in scripture so we realize. Um, so turn with me. Let's go to the Old Testament first, and then we'll go to Jesus. Um, Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, and I will read it in the Amplified Bible. And so just to make sure that my point, I just sort of like I reiterate, just in case my point is not clear, how do you hear the Holy Spirit? What's the best way to do? Ask. Ask. So Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Okay. The verse in Matthew that I spoke about was Matthew 13, verse 19, where Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower and he explains that when a person hears the word of god doesn't understand it then and only then does does, does satan come and steal the rest is uh, is again it's, it's not a story for tonight we have actually gone through the parable of the sower so if you go to the podcast you can get some lovely detail on it okay matthew 13 verse 19 i did get a question for that okay jeremiah 33 verse 3 and i'm reading from the amplified classic version of the bible you're doing very well ladies and gentlemen you're doing great the bible says call to me and i will answer you and show you great and mighty things fenced in and hidden which you do not know do not distinguish and recognize have knowledge of and understand so ladies and gentlemen notice what god says when he says that he wants you to when you want to know something from god he says call unto me basically ask him the bible says that he says i will answer you so let's put that against a foundational scripture John 14, reading from verses 12 to 14, John 14, reading from verses 12 to 14, Jesus says, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I will do for you. The Father in heaven will do for you. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I will make happen. Meaning, when you ask God that, Lord, speak to me, let your Holy Spirit speak to me through your spirit. The Bible says it is not a prayer that is going to be denied. It's not. Many times we ask, and I won't go into the minutiae of it, but 
many times we ask, we ask God, but we don't wait for an answer. So we ask God once or twice, and then you know what, God, you're taking too much time. It looks like everything's going to collapse. I'm going to go my own way and do what I want. And then we never actually hear what he wants to say. Okay, there are biblical script passages for this. They're coming into my heart quite quickly, but keep them in mind. Let's keep this in mind. How do we, we want to hear from the Holy Ghost? Primary, ask God. And this is a little example that I, I, I've used a few times. Now I'll say it to you. Notice when a parent is speaking to a child, especially a small baby, it's the parent's responsibility to communicate to the child what he once said. He may do that in words or in action. Um, in words or in action. So we realize, ladies and gentlemen, when you ask God and he says, I will show you great and mighty things that you did not know god is going to make it plain and clear to you and the primary way he does so and i really want to get this to, in tonight so that if someone's listening is it's complete the primary way that god will speak to you that the holy ghost will speak to you is through the word of God. That is the primary way God wants to speak to you. So your Bible study, spending time in the Bible, reading the Bible for fun, reading the Bible for, and reading the Bible regularly. During those periods, more than likely, the Holy Spirit will speak to you through the word of God. That's when confidence comes, assurance comes. And, and I, I'll give you, oh, let, let me, I, I didn't plan to do so, but I'll, I, I'm sure I will definitely be able to give you an example. Let me give you an example. Um, oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, blah, 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 blah one that is i mean i, I there, are, there are a variety let me go to my, one of my favorite ones um going through a particular season in our life when things were really really difficult and we had prayed and we we hoped and we wondered sometimes it didn't look like anything was working the lord opened up i was reading the bible one day and a verse jumped out at me and it is this one Isaiah 50, reading from 4 to 10, but focusing on verse 10. Nothing was working. It seemed like our prayers were not being answered. There were no signs in the physical that what God had said about us was working. And this is a particular scripture. Now, because we're coming to the end, I'll go straight to verse 10. Okay, I'll read from verse um, four. And I will read in the King James Version of the Bible. Isaiah 50 from verse four. 
The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning my morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord has opened mine ear and I was not rebellious and neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Speaking about, this is speaking into the life of the Messiah that in, in the future. And the Bible says in verse seven, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I shall not be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint and I know that I will not be ashamed. He is near that justify me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Verse nine, behold, the Lord God will help me. Who, who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they, sh they all shall wax old as a garment and the moths shall eat them up. And it was verse 10 that God drove home the hope that kept us going through a really difficult time. The Bible says, who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Ladies and gentlemen, when I read that, it was like somebody had given me a drink of, and I use this phrase carefully, a bucket of Red Bull. I, I was energized to the max. All of a sudden, hope flooded my system because I said, wait, God, there's situations where I'm fearing you. I'm doing everything you say. I'm listening to the voice, your voice, your voice, and yet I still can be going through difficult circumstances. And what I need to do in those circumstances is trust that if you say you are the healer, then heal you will be. If you say you are the God who is my peace, the one who will make sure there's nothing missing, nothing broken, so will it be. Ladies and gentlemen, all of a sudden, I realize that you know what? It might be difficult circumstances, but it's not over. And I literally held on to that word. Who was talking? The Holy Spirit. What had he done? He literally turned a light on, on that scripture, and it just flooded my insight. This is key about Bible study. That's the primary way that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And I want you to realize that that's how God, because it is, it allows you to know that, remember what we said, the Holy Spirit will not speak of himself. He will only tell you what God, the Father, wants to tell you. This is key. I want you to, and this is where we're going to close it out tonight because we've run out of time. This is key. When you ask God to speak to you, the primary place he will speak to you is through his word, through his word. So reading the Bible, and please read the Bible. So when you pray, expect an answer. Expect a sermon to speak to you. Expect the Bible to speak to you. Expect somebody to give you the right advice. 
Expect the Holy Spirit to speak to your spirit, but expect an answer because God says, when you call on me, I will answer you and I will show you things you did not know. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to pick up there next week. Um, and next week we will focus, we, although we'll pick this up, we will spend the majority of our time answering your questions. And so I'm going to take a copy of the chat. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a copy of the chat. I really appreciate the questions you have. And I will find out when we did the parable of the sower. And if I don't, if we don't get it to you by next week, I'll pop it in so you'll know when we covered it. So you can go and listen to it on the podcast. We did um, three or four weeks on it um, in sometime last year. I can't remember the dates exactly, but I will find out for you. And ladies and gentlemen, um, God will be kind. Um, the link to the recordings, yes, um, it's on any podcast, any one of the podcast platforms, the one on Apple, um, the one on Spotify. Just look for Jesus House and look for Bible study. All of them are there. The technical team have done an amazing job. Ladies and gentlemen, as we close out tonight, my prayer is that as you ask God to speak to you this week, wherever you need direction or guidance, may the Holy Spirit speak to you. And remember, may he speak to you. May the Holy Spirit speak to you and may he bring the word alive. May he cause miracles. May he cause the plans and the purposes of God to come alive in your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful, wonderful week. May God bless you specially. Have a wonderful week. God bless you.